right, y'all, get ready for another edition of News and Trends with your host, Dave and Lynn. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are listening to News and Trends with Dave and Lynn. I am one of your co-hosts, Leonard Young, CEO of National Black Guide, DelawareBlack.com, Black media specialist and all-around good guy. I am here on this first episode on uh, Black History Month here with my partner, David P. Coker. How you doing, Dave? Hey, what's going on, sir? Uh, Yes, it is Black History Month. And we made it to another one. Uh, this is David Coker, uh, proprietor of Dave Mark Inc., uh, promoter, uh, marketing specialist, all around good guy, just hanging out. What's going on, man? Man, everything's good. So, Dave, for your intro, why why don't you mention the singing? You know, you, the, the singing you talked about before? Um, I will sing when the Eagles win. Oh, okay, folks. Yeah, y'all heard. Hold on, hold on. Um, hope hopefully you sing better than Jalen Hurt. Okay. Um, I think I I think I can sing a little bit better. Okay. Yeah. All yeah, right. Because my, my man, but, but it was good. To, it was good to see. Uh, it was good to see he had some emotion that day because you know everybody been calling him a robot. You know, right? <laughs> so you know. So. But 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 Dave, you know, at the end of the day, if robotics got him where he is, it's almost like you know. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's going to get the bag, man. I'm telling you, because he's at the end of his contract. He he was on a rookie contract. That boy is going to make some money next year and um, he's going to be all right. And when he signs his contract, did you see uh, they finally uh, they finally showed his girlfriend too. She, no, she had the biggest smile that. on her face. Yeah. Uh, what was she? She was at the game. She was, at the game, um, the other was day. she? Um... Yeah, she was. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yay for Black History Month. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, she was. I was happy to see that. So, yeah, she was. Yeah. So, um, plus, you know, he has a black female agent too. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Nicole. Nicole Lynn. Is it? Yeah. 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 Eight, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's he's keeping it real, and you know, he's from he's from H Town, you know. So, um, you know, he's you know he. Right, he's doing everything right. What can you say? So, all all we need him to do is to lead the Eagles to the Super Bowl. That's all we need. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but um, um, it is uh, here we are uh, in Black History Month. If we can just get that uh, groundhog to be black and and get I rid know. of winter real quick, right? <laughs> you know, because you know we we don't like the cold, so you need to come out of here and not see his shadow. So we can have a shorter winter, you know, but we got mm-hmm. six more weeks apparently. So, so we'll see what happens. So, yeah, well, well, I mean, hope, hopefully we can, uh, speed these six weeks up and, and, you know, get to some spring. Yeah. There we go. But it's funny. I mean, you know, the time is going so fast. Have you noticed? I mean, uh, you know, the days are longer now and it's staying light longer, you know, so. You know, before we know it, it, it it'll be that time. You know. So. Oh yeah, I'm I'm sure. Even though I think we're going, you know, I think we're going to get that one snowstorm though. I think it's going to happen before then. 
Dane, you I know, want that to happen yesterday. Yeah. I was shocked to see that snow out there on the car. I, I know, me too. Me, and, and it's so funny because I walked out. I was like, where did this come from? Like, no, because, yeah, you, yeah. you know, a lot of times they'll say, oh, you, I think we're going to get snow. And maybe I wasn't looking. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, talk about a complete surprise. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know. Uh, well, actually, that wasn't yesterday. That was Wednesday, right? That was Wednesday. Yeah. So that, that happened. Yeah, I was like, oh, man. Okay, there's snow on the car. But right. Said, <laughs> you know. I said, it must, and it looked like it had to be coming down pretty good for yeah. it to have that much snow out there. So, right, yeah. right. But we'll see what happens. So, well, here we are in Black History Month. So, uh, like we said, and we teased on Tuesday since we were getting into Black History Month, um, that, you know, of course, during this time of year, we try to talk about uh, a lot of Black history and so forth. And, of course, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll be testing each other on some black history like we normally do. So, but what are we going to talk about today for today's show? Sure, Dave. So um, in light of black history, what we're going to talk about is, and, you know, this can really be us as men or, you know, for our listening audience, women or, you know, either or. But, you know, reasons to be proud that we're black. So, you know, I think in America you know, black culture and black history has some had some of the most horrific things happen to us. And, you know, just the fact that we're still here, we're still standing, we're thriving in many areas of life, you know, <laughs> life in general. But, you know, just talking about, you know, wh- why we're proud. And, you know, it makes me think of a quote that I saw. And every time I see, I kind of chuckle to myself. And the quote says, if they weren't, if they weren't trying to kill us, we'd live forever. Wow. You know, and, and, and I love that quote for a couple of reasons. One is because just of all the things that we've overcome, despite, you know, some of the worst things as, as them trying to kill us. And then two, um, you know, black people, you know, they always say black don't crack. So, you know, a lot of time, you know, people don't know how old we are because, you know, the, the melanin in our skin just get yeah. off a different, a different yeah, time. We don't, yeah, we don't look our age. A lot of us don't. So um, it's funny, you know, they're talking about quotes and maybe think of a quote Maya Angelou uh, from one of her poems. I know why the cage bird sings, you know, because after all, if you look at the metaphor there, you know, we are the caged bird, but we can still sing because we're happy about who we are and we're proud to be who we are. So, um, and that's what we're going to kind of talk about today. Uh, you know, uh, we have some people that wanted to express why they're proud to be black, right? Yeah, and, we did. Uh, and we wanted to talk about those things. So let's, 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 let's have a conversation about being black. Yep. So um, we're taking this from the student newspaper at the University of Akron, uh, Cincinnati. I'm sorry, Akron, Ohio. That's great. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I know. I I, I get my cities and states. LeBron, LeBron will right. That's where he's from. You know, Akron. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so there are a couple of students who kind of gave um you know, stated the reasons why they're proud. So we, we're just going to read a couple of these and, you know, just kind of have some conversation in between. 
So the first one, a young lady, um, a day says, I'm proud to be who I am. I'm proud to be part of such a rich and diverse, diverse culture. Plus the few, the food and music are much better on this side. I ain't mad at her. Yeah, I no, I'm, 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 I'm not either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's right. And, and it's funny, the, the the food and the music part, especially because if you look at, if you look at, if you go to a soul food restaurant, a good soul food restaurant, what do you see in there a lot of times? Fried chicken, macaroni and no, cheese, no, fried no, fish. People wise, people oh. wise, people wise. Don't you see a lot of white people? Don't you see a lot of white people in soul food restaurants? Oh, soul food restaurant. Oh, I think you somewhere to Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. When yeah, you go in the soul they food restaurant, they, if you go in a Jamaican restaurant, mm-hmm. you always see them. If you go oh, to yeah. soul food, because they, and you know what the big key to that is, What's is that? that they, it's because they have flavor. The food has flavor, which right. they're not used to, and that's why you find them in those restaurants. Um, I remember. Years ago, there was a place that opened up in Philly called the Jerk Hut. I don't know. Do you mm-hmm. remember the Jerk Hut? No, not familiar. Okay, okay. It was like a. It was like the first Jamaican place to open up the downtown in, in Philly. And um, so what happened was, you couldn't get in it. It wasn't a big place. You couldn't get in it. But every time you went there, it was a number of white people there. <laughs> you know, because you could get in the place. You know, so this is, and of course, we know about the music. Who, who, you know, when it comes to hip hop and everything, who's buying most of the hip hop songs? Oh, we already know that. Yeah. Okay. The, 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 uh, the, uh, Justin Bieber's of the, <laughs> of the world. And, and yeah, it's still in our music as well. So that's a whole nother story. So, and Justin Timberlake's and those kind of people, you know, mm-hmm. so, but, yeah. um, so I, yeah, I'm not mad at her for that statement at all. So no, I'm, I'm, I'm not. And the, the last part, just in general, when she said, much better on this side, this side. Yeah. you know. You know, I, we know what, we know what she's talking yeah, about. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Um, the next person, her name is Ebony, and she says, "I'm very proud to come from a line of people who, even though terrible, even through terrible circumstances, decided to band together and preserve. They decided to come together and make a change, even like nail days with movements like Black Lives Matter." And other social issues, they come together to make a change, not only for themselves, but for other people. Because when rights gets, when rights get better for minorities, they get better for all minorities. Right, right. Okay. Now, now that's a deep statement. She, yeah, she definitely. Took it, she took it, she took it right where it came from and where it, you know, where we are, you know, and, um, I really like what she had to say. And, and she's being very honest. Um, she takes it back to, you know, and she takes it back to the the um, the lineage, you know, um, as far as the people, you know, especially all of our people who are going through all the the terrible stuff from the past. And then, um, you know, she brings it forward. You know, um, we we are a Culturally, we are very, um, what I want to say, mixed bag, you know, when it comes to what we're made up of because of what happened to us during slavery, you know, 
and the slave masters, you know, taking our women and doing what they did with them and then having these mixed babies and causing a whole bunch of different chain of effects to happen. So, um, you know, we're, 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 a, we're a bunch of minorities within a minority. <laughs> when you look at it. <laughs> right. You know, so, so, but it's very interesting to see what she had to say. So, um, could, you know, um, definitely, definitely. I, I agree with what that, with that. Yeah. Thing. And, you know, and I, I like it too, because even though we as black people, we're definitely not all on the same page, but, you know, it's good to see when certain things happen and we'll just talk like, um, Tyree Nichols, mm-hmm. you know, how, you know, even though we're in Delaware, you know, I think one, we can relate to what happened because, you know, many of us have known someone to go through something like that or, um, we understand that it could happen to any of us. And then two, you know, just being able to, you know, collectively be able to give our support, you know, whether it's prayers, money, you know, um, you know, whatever it may be, but, you know, k- kind of how we are able to come together during, under these circumstances. And then that last part, she said, when rights get better for minorities, they get better for all minorities. You know, I personally feel like black people have been the, um, the spear, the spearhead of a lot of rights that were gifted, not even gifted, a lot of rights that were given to minorities overall. But, you know, I think we were the ones who championed some of these causes like uh, police brutality. So, I mean, you know, of course, we always hear about black people, but there's brown people too who are, you know, being affected. And even though their voice isn't that strong, you know, they're able to benefit off what we do or, you know, the changes that are made and, you know, regulations, laws, reform, all that stuff. That's true. I mean, I I agree with that. You know, you know, we have all types of people going through. We got the yellow people going through it, too. I mean, yeah. you know, they're having issues, too. Um, so, um, you know, and it's good. I mean, because when you look at these statements and, you know, of course, we're going to continue. Um, now, these are college students, you know, so these, you know, the, you know, so they're still working things out, but they they got they got it together. They understand. You right. Know? And they're And of course, they're part of these. I guess these are still part of the Gen Zers, right? Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I believe. Um, yeah, and they, you know, and they have no, they really don't have any idea as to what, you know, a lot of the back history is all about, because they lived in a different time. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, yeah. You know, where they've had a lot of things at their fingertips and so forth. So. Um, but it's in, it's great to see the comments that we've seen so far. Let's go to right. the next one. All right. So the next one is from Michaela. She said, everything about my life is lit and it's because I'm black. I've always been proud to be a black woman. While growing up, my mother and grandmother always made sure I knew that I was beautiful and and to never doubt that. I love how brown my skin is and how many different shades black people can be. I love how we glow in the sun. I love how my big hair can turn turn heads and how defined my curls are. I have self-pride in my blackness. I'm a graduating senior in May with my BA in multidisciplinary studies, and I plan to move to a bigger city and pursue a career in media. I'm aspiring media 
influencer, cook, business owner. That's what I like to call black girl magic. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> now she put it all out there. Yeah, she did. And she, and she is a cute girl. I mean, you know, very nice looking girl. And yeah. you, and everything, if you if you didn't see this picture, the way she described herself. It's just how she looks. Like this picture. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly how she looks, you know. So um, so it's really, um, it's really um, interesting that she chose to. She chose to put it out there like like she did. Just her opening statement. Everything mm-hmm. about my life is lit, right? <laughs> you know, that's that says it all right there. No, you know? it yeah, you know. So and 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 she's not, you know, and you can hear, you you can hear it that she has no negativity in her in her body when it comes to being black. You know, she's all about who she is, and she you you know she's living it, and so. Um, that's being proud to be a black person right there. Definitely. And then yeah. he also talked, you know, being multi, you know, the multiculturalism yeah. that, that, you know, we have within us. So, you know, so that's good. I, I like that. That was, that was really good. So. Yeah. And, you know, I, I like that first line, especially what she says, um, is lit because I'm black. I've always been proud to be a black woman. And you know what it made me think of? What's that? It made me think of how, you know, let's say back in the day, all the the black girl features used to be mm-hmm. made fun of, like oh, big yeah. lips, big hips, big butt, um, you know, skin tone. <laughs> and, now, now, and now, when you you can't you can't go to a Instagram page, or no, you can't go to a, a, a TikTok page or or Facebook or any of these pages without somebody looking exactly like what we used to talk about as exactly. being negative because they all got those features now. Every right. last part. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, so, I mean, it's so, so crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's But that's that's the world we live in these days. So, but I, I like I like her pride, though. That's, that's all right. I like that. So. Right. Uh, so the next person we have is named Ray, and he says, because it's different, I'm pl- I'm proud to be black because I'm out here doing it for my culture, out here making it despite the odds that I had growing up in this world. I love my brothers. I love my sisters. Okay. Kept it short and sweet, but he kept it, he kept it real. Um, yeah. Yeah, he definitely said he's doing it for the culture, you know, and, and he's living it because of the culture. Um, we have so many things at our fingertips, culture-wise. And if, you, if you're if you a person that takes the time to tap into it, there's a whole world out there when it comes to culture for because of what we've been through, what we are capable of doing, and all the talents that we've been given. And this guy, he recognizes that, you know, and of course, you know, with these people being in college right now, you know, and having so many opportunities because their college opportunities are different from your college opportunities and your college different uh, opportunities were different from the ones I had. So, you know, so these guys right now, man, they can walk out of college and walk into a 80, 90, a hundred thousand dollar (laughs) job right away. You know, um, well, Dave, you know, not even that because of the internet and social media, they can be in college and make, and make it money. Yeah, 50, yeah. 60, look, 80, 
you know. Look, look, if they're and if they're an athlete and they get an NIL contract, mm-hmm. they can they can make millions yeah. before they even leave college. Right. I mean, that, that, that's crazy. Yeah. And, and they. Let's not even talk about all the high school entrepreneurs who are making money from their phone or laptop, tablet in high school. Look, no. Let, let's take it even further. How about middle school? Oh, man. Dave. Yeah, oh, <laughs> and, you know, it, 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 it's so funny because I thought being an entrepreneur, you know, you could yeah. kind of pass that off to your kids and, um, you know, and they would take interest in it and have little businesses and starting early. My kids want nothing to do with it. <laughs> Really? Nothing. Nothing. Like, you know, this Do they have an idea what they want? Do they have an idea what they want to do? Yeah, and it has nothing to do with entrepreneurship. Wow. Um, At at least for now. You know, I mean, you know, it may change when they get a little bit older. But, you know, I think it's one of the things where, first of all, kids don't really listen to their parents. It it almost takes somebody from the outside to be like, hey, you know, your dad does what? Oh, have you thought? Oh, really? Oh, okay. But you know, you try to tell them it's like, uh, womp, 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 womp. You know, no, that is that is that is so funny. How you know we, you know, we can be pretty influential people and be pretty, uh, pretty well known, pretty popular, and you know, a lot of people, um, you know, we influence a lot of people. But yet, but yet, uh, they don't care about any of that. No, they stuff, don't. They, they don't. They, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, they'd be like, quit embarrassing me. You're embarrassing. Yeah. Go stand over there. No, don't give me a hug. And I'd be like, oh my. Dave, can, can I tell this super quick story? Yeah. Um, my So my son, I told you he was in the band at his school and his mm. school made it to um, the championship. But uh, prior to that, you know, they had like two home games in a row. So we, my, my daughter and I, we went out there for one of the home games and we, uh, we didn't sit in the bleachers. We stood on the side Well, we stood at the gate. So like we can watch the game and, you know, right. so during halftime, he comes down with his band friends. So I get my daughter, I'm like, Amaya, you know, turn around. So we're looking at him. And when he comes down the steps, he sees us. And he walks right by us and does not even look in our direction. Like he walked by like two or three of his friends. He looks at us and then he looks away and keeps on wow. walking. And I'm serious. I'm serious. So, <laughs> so my daughter, cause I told you she's, a, she was playing volleyball and cheerleading or something. Right. The week before she did the same thing. It was me and my son. And she was walking like off the court and she walks by and doesn't say anything. So I had to talk with them. I was like, you better recognize us. Like it was me and Quincy. So now, um, now they do a lot better. Like, especially my son, he goes overboard now. Every time I, every time I see him at a, an event, he comes up and gives me a hug. Like, right. And now I'm just like, okay, okay. You know, but I mean, it, it, it's just weird that how embarrassed kids are of their parents when, you know, Dave, you and I, you know, we, we think we're cool. We think we're cool people, but yeah. you know, to our kids, we're probably them old, now, the old guys. Now, this old guys. That's, that's what it is. You know, um, they, look, you know, we could, we could rattle off, you know, like I, now when my kids were younger, I, it impressed them a little bit more about some of the things I've done in the past, but like, 
They try to hear that, even, even yeah, though they're they older. Now, they try to hear. They don't care about that stuff, you know. If somebody says, "Oh, you know, Dave Fogarty's your pop," you know, I know him. He does this. He does that. They, yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> so they do, you know. <laughs> so I'll be like, "Okay, all right, you'll have kids one day," <laughs> you know. So, uh, but we'll anyway, go around, come that's around. Why good, that's why it's good to hear these kind of comments from mm-hmm. these young people. You know, uh, and at least we know that they're thinking in a positive way, and that they're not they're not uh, misunderstanding what this um, being black is and right. how proud it is to be black. So, uh, you know, Dave, this is my favorite one right here. All right, so the next one we have is from a student named Justin. And he says, I'm proud to be black just because it gives me the opportunity to prove people wrong about a lot of misconceptions people have about black men specifically. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That, okay. that right there is I, the truth. Yeah, that that is because, well, here again, you know, we talked about Jalen Hurts earlier. And, you know, um, and we talked about the uh, uh, on Tuesday show, we talked about. Uh, there's two black quarterbacks uh, facing each other in the uh, Super Bowl. If you, if 30, 40 years ago, somebody told you there were going to be two black quarterbacks in, in um, one day in the Super Bowl, they would have laughed at you because they just <laughs> never would have thought that that would happen yeah. because they didn't, like I told you before, they didn't think we were smart enough to be able to to command an offense to be able to be considered to be a starting quarterback there were a few there were i mean don't get me wrong there were some older black quarterbacks but not to the level that these two guys are you know and some of the other quarterbacks in the league like a russell wilson or lamar jackson or somebody like that but you know but they kept selling us short well as you can see i don't know look when you when you look at the starting quarterback um, position in uh the super bowl they they look like us. They right. look like them. Majority <laughs> you know? majority of the players look <laughs> yeah. like us. Look like us. That's right. That's right. And, and 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 because of that majority of those players, that's the reason those teams are there. So, so yeah, I so definitely I'm agree. With this guy. So that guy, that guy, that guy's statement is exactly mm-hmm. what it is. Definitely. Yeah, I, I agree with it too. One thing I like to do as well is. Um, I like to prove people wrong about a lot of different misconceptions too, because, you know, a lot of people think, and, you know, of course there's other nationalities too, but I'm, I'm specifically, I say white people just cause you know, that's a majority, but Asian, Indian, European, you know, whoever they are, you know, I like to prove them wrong on a couple of things. Like I always like when I can go somewhere and maybe it's with my kids, maybe without, and I can be polite. I can be, um, uh, you know, I can hold a conversation. I can show manners, respect, can be intelligent. And, and, and Dave, I'm sure you've been in those situations. And have you ever noticed how people look at you like, hold up. He's not like, you know, what they see on TV or what they hear on the radio or, you know, um, you know, really just being educated, like, Oh, you know, he, he went to college or, you know, 
And I always love when people have that look. And, you know, sometimes you can see it in their eyes or just, you know, by what they, <laughs> you know, what they say. But I always like that look where, you know, you kind of beat whatever type of misconception that they have of you. Um, so I, you know, I always enjoy that. So two quick things I, I, that come to mind. Um, you know, Dave, me and my kids used to frequent old country buffet a lot. And one time right. we were, we were there. Um, I don't know why it fairly empty. It was me and my kids. We were sitting at a high top table. There was an older elderly white couple sitting at the table, kind of like to the left of us. And when the lady and her husband were leaving, she had stopped by uh, my table and she's like, I just want to let you know your kids are so well behaved. And, you know, of course, I'm, I'm not going to let them act up. But, you know, just one of those things where by her saying that, you know, she's probably she's probably been to Old Country Buffet and used to seeing some unbehaved kids. Right, right. Um, so, I mean, and I feel like there was another story, but I can't think about it. I ain't going to rack my brain. But, you know, I, I you know, I, I always like just you know, beating those misconceptions. Well, it's funny that you brought that up because I was thinking back to, I remember I had to speak at this event. Um, this was a while back and it was a mixture of people there, black, white, you know, whatever. And probably about 50 people I spoke to. I remember getting up and speaking. Um, once I got finished speaking, I went to sit down, and after uh, after the event was over, I, I'm walking out, and this white couple stopped me, and they said, "You were really good up there. You really held the you held the crowd um, attention, and you you were very articulate, and you." Um, you know, we were able to follow everything you had to say. <laughs> and I just looked at him and I just said, you know, I smiled and I said, thank you. And I said, did he just pet me on my head and just say, right. good boy. Good? Yeah, yeah, good boy. You know, and I didn't know that you can talk, that you guys were capable of having, you know, being able to talk in front of people and not, you know, be ignorant or whatever the case may be. And I just felt that after I walked away, after I walked away from him, I just felt, you know, you know, like it was a back backhanded compliment, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and I just said, and I just said, I, I, you know, I don't ever want to feel that way again because it was, you know, it made me feel bad. I'll be honest with you, you know, because um, I'm up there and I thought I did a great job and everybody said I had done a great job. But then, you know, you get these you get these people. Who, you know, look at you a different way. I'm gonna put it that right, way, right? You know, right. So, but here we are. Um, that's why I'm proud to be black because we, you know, we don't we we don't look at people that way. You know, we, you know, I guess that's something that we'll always deal with that type of stigma. You know, so um. I'm going to read this next one, if you don't mind. Uh, is there um, another one? Yeah. Uh, yeah. There, there was like oh, some mm, comments. Okay. I you got it. The comments? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought this one was pretty interesting, and I'm going to read this one. Um, it comes from Enid. I'm proud of being black. I know I'm targeted personal. I'm targeted personally, I think they meant to say, and systematically. 
being black never gave me any regrets or feel like I'm a wrong person for anything. Living in Britain as a black young woman and growing up here and having two black kids in Britain and going through every racial obstacle has made me stronger. I have learned that I'm hated and targeted because of my skin color. And that tells a story. I was born in a country where we don't see any skin color. We are all people, but I live in Britain where if you are black, you are likely to go nowhere. And you have to work extra hard and expect to fail and and be judged. Now I'm a big girl and way mature and I can brush off any race racist obstacles. But it doesn't stop me worrying from worrying about my kids and what they face every day. How they are humiliated in schools because of their parents' accents or hairstyles. My kids being called the N-word, I tell my kids, keep your head high and be a bigger person and be proud of being black. Wow. That was deep. That was deep. A lot, a lot said there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, one, one thing I think, and, you know, he raised the point where, you know, sometimes we, you know, we feel bad about certain things, but yeah, like some, when I think about some things my kids have to, may have to endure because they're black and, you know, they have black skin and whether it be in school, the workplace and the street, um, you know, that that's one thing, you know, <laughs> that's why I always feel like, okay, if they weren't out here trying to kill us, we'd live forever. <laughs> but, you know, I think the reality is, you know, I mean, I'd rather be black than any other thing in the world. But, you know, all, you know, everyone of our complexion had different experiences. And, you know, I think they, you and I probably overall had better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you know, we always joke about the uh, having the complexion for the protection. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a lot of cases, we don't have the complexion for the protection. Right. Um, you know, and, you know, like the other folks do. And um, it's really a shame. And this person, um, Enid, she really laid it out there on the line, especially dealing with coming from another place, you know, and living in another place, I mean. So, um, you know, because she's gotten to experience things in one country and also mm-hmm. in this country, in another country and also um and we know yeah you are treated differently if you look differently or sound differently you know so um i thought that was uh i wanted to read that one because i thought um it was very good there's a couple of good ones here you might yeah, read one sure. more? yeah go ahead okay this one came from uh dagnet okay uh and she says I'm proud to be black, not only because of my personal affairs. I have centuries of reasons to be proud of black, being black and African. I'm proud because 
my line of genetics takes me back to one of the to one of the ever richest oh okay she's missing some words here one of the ever to exist richest kings of Africa. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like you guys that, I've, never this name. I've never seen this name before. Dave, you've uh, never seen this name? Mensa Musa? Have you? Yes. Have you? Okay. So, so quote unquote, Mensa Musa is the richest person to ever exist in the world. So what, whatever, really? yeah, whatever his fortune was back then, whatever his claim to be back when he was around, you know, with inflation would be more than anybody um, alive right now. So he would be the richest person in the world. There was a, and I, I want to see it. There's a documentary somewhere. I don't, I don't know if it's on YouTube, if it's, I don't think it's on Netflix or anything like that. But well, how far back does he go? I'm not sure. Very, very far was back. This doing the, this was doing back doing Pharaoh time or moving forward or. Um, so I'm not exactly sure. Okay. Um, the time, but yeah, you're supposed to be the richest person to ever live. Yeah, okay. And you, you just thought I just learned something today, yeah. folks. I didn't know anything about it. Okay. And, and Dave, uh, I, I only learned from Instagram. I ain't learned this in school. Yeah, well, yeah, but I definitely didn't learn it in school. I can tell you that for now. I'm Mm -hmm. like I said, I've never heard that before. And apparently, she's she's traced back her genetics traced back to this person. So, um, it takes me back to the ancient tombs and pyramids of Nubia. It takes me to the uh, medieval uh, city of um, um, Timbuktus. Um, um. Oh, Timbuktu, I'm sorry, Timbuktu. Mm-hmm. Um, um, greatest library and treasures. My line of generations takes me back to the ancient church of um, Abyssia, Ethiopia, the first ever existence, exists a black people church and the first Christian black empire. Wow. Um, I'm proud of my black mess. Oh, my blackness. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm proud of my blackness um, because I'm the descendant of the last surviving dynasty of Africa, the conquering line of Judah, kings of kings, his majesty, Ala Selesi, who <laughs> is who is the good father of Africa. I'm proud because I'm in line of the uh, Kwame. <laughs> she got some words in this thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, tribe, I'm going to say tribe, and economist Arthur Lewis, the intellectual, okay, there's another name. I'm not even going to pretend to. Yeah. But, but apparently tied to Martin Luther King Jr. and many more. I'm proud because once... Upon a time, the world was black. We are going through bad days for many generations, but blackness prevails. It's so hard not to be proud. Wow. Yeah. She went I deep. <laughs> you know, wow. Um, and now her lineage, if that's all true. Wow. That's deep. 
Yeah, and Dave, I just looked it up real quick. So Mensa Musa, he ruled at the beginning of thirteen twelve. Okay. So I guess I, I guess that's well, the that, that was that was that was uh, that was AD, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. AD. Um, so I guess the fourth they consider that the fourteenth century, and his wealth is calculated in. Hold on. So this is a U.S. a USA Today article. At least in 2022, his wealth would have been calculated in today's money of $400 billion. Now, I think Elon or Jeff Bates, I think they're around the 200 mark, but I'm not 100% positive. And he here says that his, his empire owned almost half of the world's gold. And he's credited for using that money to fund uh, literature, education, architecture, and the arts. Now, and his his estate is still worth that kind of money? No. So, um, so I'm just reading. So something happened with the gold. It says he left. He left behind. Okay, so according to History.com, Musa showed the true size of his wealth on a pilgrimage to Mecca, surrounded by tens of thousands of soldiers and slaves carrying mass amounts of gold. He left behind gifts of gold as he crossed through Egypt, a gift generous in thought but not in actuality. The precious resource actually decreased in value the precious resource actually decreased the value of metal and had a disastrous impact on the economy for over a decade. So um, I guess that would be like, you know, if America gave everybody a million dollars, you know, the value of a dollar would be ruined and, you know, so. Wow. So, I mean, you know, yeah. definitely, definitely something we can do some more research on, but. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I'm, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually look look that person up myself. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Okay, and Black History Month, man. Hey, yeah, there it look. is, eh? There it is, teaching, man. Proud, teaching, pr- teaching. proud to be black. Yeah, that's right. Proud to be black, man. And uh, well, I mean, hey, these kids told us they let us know, man. They they put it out there, and it's good to hear young people talk this way, right? Um, you know, when we look at a young lady who nobody knew um, prior to the inauguration, get up there and do a poem. <laughs> it be, it, it, and, and our whole life changes from mm-hmm. that one poem. I mean, you know, I mean, this is, this is what we're dealing with. This is the, I think the, I think what's happening is that um, the world will be in a good place after we're gone. Because the young people that are coming up just have so much at their fingertips and so much that they can control if they disbelieve in who they are. These young people sound like they believe in who they are and they know who they are and that they're going to get some things done. And it makes me feel good to know that we have people like this that are thinking the way that they are so that they can handle what's about to come. Agreed. Yeah. So, folks, there you have it. Why I'm proud to be black. Well, these young people told us. 
uh, hey, um, do you want to give your statement on why you're proud to be black? I'll give mine and then we'll close it out. Yeah, so, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to start by saying, Dave, it's unexplainable. And I'm going, to, I'm going to leave my statement like this. It's a black thing. <laughs> they wouldn't understand. Huh? You wouldn't understand. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just going to say this. I mean, after being here in a couple weeks, 63 years. Damn. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, believe it or not, yeah. Damn. I know you forget how old I am, don't you? Damn. Yeah. Yeah, now, wait, wait no, no it, it already remind me of that the Kevin Hart Don Cheeto thing with Don yeah, Cheeto no. something. <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I'm just gonna say I'm proud to be black because my parents made me that way, and I couldn't ask to be born any other way. Right. Um, you know, um, the world coming in as a child of the 60s and Damn. the 70s, you know, um, make a difference, make a difference um, for me. And that's what I'm trying to do at this point and um, trying to make sure that we have um have a course during as far as the future is concerned um you know i'm trying to leave a legacy for the kids grandkids and for anybody whose life i've touched along the way um that shows what a proud black man looks like you know i'm just trying to show them what a proud black man looks like now all right, you, know, dude, so. you, you, you're doing a good job, man. Yeah, I'm trying, man. I'm trying. So I appreciate it. You guys, it's Black History Month. You know, we only get 28 days, <laughs> you know, so we got, we got to live it up, y'all. We got to live it up. So let's, you know, this is a good start. And, you know, you know, when we come back on Tuesday, we'll, we'll give you some more stuff when we come back on Tuesday. Okay. We want to thank you. We want to thank you guys for taking the time to listen to us today. Uh, Len, you want to add anything before you go? Just want to say Happy Black History Month. Enjoy. Okay. All right. That's that's Leonard Simmons speaking. You know. So um, we're going to say um, have a great weekend, and um, we'll talk to you on Tuesday. next week, ladies and gentlemen, for another edition of News and Trends with your hosts, Dave and Lynn.